1: Not committed.
2: Hey, hey, welcome back to another edition of Not Committed. I'm your host, Zach Barry. It's been a minute, but we're back in studio with On3 National Basketball Recruiting Analyst Jamie Shaw. Jamie, good afternoon. How are we doing?
1: Zach man, things are good uh, this way. I hope they are with you.
2: They are. We're we're staying busy. Um, we were talking before we hit record it is now june 1st so uh it's flying by man 2023 is flying by uh for me uh the countdown to college football is underway that will be here before we know it um but you're staying busy as well got team usa trials you were out in colorado springs taking that in and then i'm sure you'll be out yeah on the camp this, this
1: time of year is a uh is, a, is an incredibly busy year we got uh USA Basketball Trials, uh, they just announced the the U16 team, 12-man team today. Uh, We got Pangos starting next week, Pangos All-American camp out in Vegas, and then uh, two live periods in June uh, for Scholastic stuff, which is high school-based, and then uh, we end up the month with the NBPA camp, uh, top 100 camp down in Orlando. Um, So so June is one of those months that uh, rack up the frequent flyer miles and, and see a whole lot of highly talented kids.
2: You mentioned highly talented kids. Um, I know you've been extremely busy, but right now it's kind of hard to ignore what Chris Beard is doing at Ole Miss. Um, The expectations are (laughs) that bar's getting a little higher now with what he's done in the portal. Uh, On Wednesday, added a portal commitment from St. Peter's point guard Jalen Murray. And, I mean, just to go along with a, you know, kind of a, who's who's list right now with uh brandon murray jamarian sharp musa Sise, austin nunez um i mean they got alan flanagan now that's official um it's it's been an impressive run and uh i'm interested to get your take on you know kind of what you expect from Ole miss uh you know, kind of in year one, who stands out to you as kind of the bell cow in this uh portal class?
1: Well, I don't know that any one player kind of stands out. I mean, wrapping up Jalen Murray was big because that kind of rounds out the, the the players. I mean, he's the point guard. They had great wings. They had rim protecting bigs and uh, guys that have experience and age and all that type of stuff. And, and they just needed kind of that that surefire point guard and uh grabbing Murray rounds out um that group. I, I don't know that necessarily they have a single stud as, a, as opposed to a, a depth of quality players. Now coming in with the, um, in the transfer portal, you never know kind of, there's an unknown factor because, you know, players are leaving their previous spots for a reason, you know, so, so who knows what that is, but how you get that collection of, of personalities and talents together in one locker room and how they mesh um, could go a long way as to how um, successful the team is. But if you look at the, each player individually, um, coming through. You got Brandon Murray, um, who, who's a bucket getter. Uh, he can really, really, really score the basketball at six foot five. You got Jamin Breakfield coming back, Matthew Morell coming back, Musa Sise um, and Jamarian Sharp are probably two of the top five rim protectors in college basketball. Um, to have them both in the in the front court together, uh, protecting the rim, um, it, it is a huge asset on the defensive end. Alan Flanagan's been through the SEC fire uh, for multiple years. Um, and and has success in in doing so, Uh, he'll bring a steady hand um, to the table as well. Um, But when mixing in the guys that they have returning, the guys I mentioned, as well as the transfer portal guys on paper, um, this team has shot making, it has rim protection, it has defense, it has experience. Um, uh, There's a lot to like about what Chris Beard's been able to put together uh, here in year one.
2: I think one thing that goes unnoticed – except for you because you mentioned it, but I keep mentioning it when I talk to Ole Miss fans, either on our board or just in general. I think, honestly, the biggest thing about who they brought in is experience. Outside Mm of Austin Nunez, who is uber talented, but he's still pretty green, only playing one year of college basketball, the rest of the guys are all well-seasoned. I guess you could call most of them veterans. they played a lot of basketball. They've been around the block. They're older. I think that's going to be huge for Chris Beard in year one, Um, just having that established roster to kind of bridge going from the last year of Kermit Davis to the first year of his tenure. Um, Just kind of looking at the roster, what do you kind of see as their strength heading into
1: next season? Well, I mean, I, I, I think you kind of led into it. Um, with that, the experience aspect, when you look at Chris Beard's past, when you look at his time at Arkansas Little Rock and his teams at Texas Tech, his most successful teams have been teams that have been older, um, teams that, that have been experienced in, in, in defense. I mean, you look at this team and there's a lot of athletic length um, that they can put out on the floor. I mean, Jamarian Sharp, obviously at seven foot five, um, being a premier shot blocker, rim protector around the basket, but then you back him up again with uh, Sise, another long athletic um, player. Then you, Jalen Breakfield, uh, Matthew Morrell, Alan Flanagan, all those guys have good length, um, so they'll be able to probably do a lot of the concepts. You would think, in theory, that Chris Beard would want to have that he that he prides on his defensive end of the floor. Um, up until last year, before you know whatever happened at Texas with him um, happened, you know, every other year before that, Texas Tech, Texas, Arkansas, Little Rock, they were defensive based teams. There were teams that prided themselves on defense, got stops. They were switchable, um, able to to do that. This team has a lot of those same kind of aspects with the length, the athleticism, and everything that they're able to put on the floor, along with, as you said, the experience.
2: This podcast is brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Get on over to see Cody Allen and the crew to take on the challenge of their wide, plush Zoiza Fairways and large championship Bermuda greens. They have two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, a driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up the short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranch.com or give them a call at 662-893-4444. That's Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. This podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals who can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension, and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies as well. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite-level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn about this and more at BluffCityAdvisory.com. And we are back here, not committed, with Jamie Shaw. Jamie, I did want to get your take. Uh, a lot has been made about the transfer portal <clears throat> and how successful Chris Beard and that new staff has been. Um, but I do want to, you know, give the flowers to the returning guys. Big one this week, Matthew Murrell, um announces that he is coming back to Ole Miss. And then, obviously, you've got Jamin Brakefield, TJ Caldwell, Robert Coward also. Um I think a lot that has gone into the build of this roster via the portal with Matthew Morrell, in in my opinion, my uneducated non (laughs) national basketball recruiting analyst mind is it seems like Chris Beard has a very good sense of the talent that Matthew Morrell has. And he's trying to build things around him in order to kind of, let him loose, free him up a little bit. He's not having to have so much on him. Where you've got some experience around him, guys that can spread the floor, and then he can attack or you know get to his spots and and, and hit some jumpers or some threes. But that's just kind of my uneducated look at it. Um, outside of the two the two big returning guys, the two big returning starters, Matthew Morrell, Jamin Breakfield, how do you see them meshing with Chris Beard and his style of play?
1: Uh, I think I think they fit well. I mean, you kind of look at, um, you know, the run that he had with Texas Tech uh, to the championship game uh, that he had. I mean, and you look at a guy like a like a Zaire Smith type of role and you look at uh, like a Jarrett Colbert type of role. Now, I'm not saying that these guys are the exact carbon copy of these guys, but there's an archetype of player that has had success in Chris Beard's system and that Chris Beard has had a lot of success with. And um, in, in the you know in the past, Breakfield is is a versatile, unique player. He's got obviously the physical size, the the length, and the athleticism. But he's also got some ball skills. He's got some switchability on defense. Um, you know, he's got the ability to kind of pass and see the floor a little bit. Um is a bonafide scorer. I mean, I, I think you know he's shown in his career in the SEC that he can go out and score and be a team's leading scorer, a focal point. And um, you know, he, he's and he's still capable of being able to go out and score while being the central piece that the other team's trying to stop within their scouting report. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think those two guys are um fit exact archetypes, not exact archetypes, but I think they fit stylistically players and archetypes that Chris Beard has had success with in the past.
2: Ben Garrett and I did a podcast earlier this week and we were really hyping up Chris Beard and, and, and talking about the success that he's had in the portal and just the, the energy, the, the vibe around the program, the excitement around the program and fans are really pumped up for next season. Uh, A couple months ago, we said the, we set the over under at 18 and a half wins next season. Ben and I were kind of talking ourselves into bumping it up to 20 and a half. If the number was 20 and a (laughs) half wins for Ole Miss next year, which way are you leaning?
1: Man, I'd have to see the schedule. I don't know what that that out of conference schedule looks like. And as you know, the SEC is always a a gauntlet to run through um, with, with no nights off. I mean, I think I think you know, if, if the schedule falls favorably, I think you know, twenty wins is a very reasonable um, place to shoot for. Uh-huh. Um, you know, because uh, Chris Beard is, has a proven track record for for coaching, and there's talent on this roster um you know but i without seeing the schedule knowing what the conference looks like and you know who they play <laughs> twice and everything within conference um you know it, 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 it's it's tough to put a number on it but i think anywhere in that 18 to 20 range is a reasonable place to to start um and then and start you know counting counting wins and seeing how things goes from there so
2: before we get into the recruiting portion in the last segment i do want to ask you you, you you've been around the team usa group um for i guess a couple of weeks now we were we were I asked you before we started the show and you got into it and I didn't follow up because I wanted to ask you about it here. But you mentioned the the cache, the the swagger and everything about Chris Beard and kind of his his reputation is gonna get Ole Miss into kind of a, a different tier when it comes to recruiting players. Now, um you're obviously not saying they're gonna get a lot of them or they're gonna get all of them. Cause that would, you know, that's not how it works. Um, it's very difficult to land big time players routinely, um, especially when you're old Miss and you're a team that's, you know, look, we're not going to, well, sugar sugarcoat it here. They're, they're kind of in the cellar in the SEC right now. Um, but it, you mentioned that and it kind of perked my ears up, but just for the, for the listeners there, kind of explain what, what you were getting at with, getting into a different echelon, a player on the recruiting trail?
1: Well, I mean, Chris Beard throughout his whole coaching career, his tenure has been, you know, he's recruited pros. Uh, going back, um, you know, a couple overseas guys with the Little Rock team, and you go from there to Texas Tech where he had, you know, multiple lottery picks and um, went to national championships and then to Texas again, you know, with, with pros. Um, you know, Chris Beard um, has been able to – all, and another thing about his recruiting, too, that he's been able to do is he's been able to uncover guys that aren't necessarily the highest rated. Jarrett Culver, Zaire Smith, those guys weren't, you know, five-star guys coming out of high school or anything. Um, and, you know, he, he developed them. They came to him and they developed them into lottery picks. Um, you know, and, and that list isn't a uh, – you know, that list isn't a short one of of guys that he's done that with. Um, so I, I, I think that, you know, Chris Beard, people know the name. Uh, he played the national championship a couple of years ago, head coach at Texas. Obviously um, he was in the headlines as well uh, for other reasons in Texas too, but people know the name. Um, so I, I feel like phone calls, um, phone calls will get answered. Uh, he's got a staff of guys with him that have also done a really good job in their, in their past of recruiting players, getting players as well. So, um, you know, it, Again, you have to close everything. Everything uh, in, in recruiting is about closing. It's not who will answer your call, but you know, who who will who will be sitting in algebra class at 8 a.m. that first day of class.
2: All right, Jamie, almost big, literally and figuratively, big time official visitor mm-hmm. on campus today. Um starting a uh, what what I would imagine probably a full weekend official visit, um, typically at least two or three days. Um, but Peyton Marshall the uh, center out of Marietta, Georgia, big uh, seven-footer, 310 pounds, formerly committed to Auburn, decommitted. Wes Flanagan goes over to Ole Miss. He is now the uh, lead recruiter for him alongside Al Pinkins. He is on campus as we record this. I know that that you've seen him. What are your thoughts on uh, the big fella from Kell High School in Georgia?
1: I mean, the first thing you notice with Peyton, as you mentioned, is the size. He, he's, he's a very big human being, um, both height and weight-wise. Uh, he's done a great job over the past maybe two years of, of managing his weight. Um, I, I believe a year or two ago, the story goes, that he was approaching 400 pounds um, and, and, and totally, you know, changed his, his habits, changed his workouts and eating and everything and, and has reshaped his entire body. Um, to, you know, in, in whatever range he's in now. I think they list him at about 310, 315. Um, so with that has come, you know, a different body. Uh, you know, he's got a different athleticism to him. He's got a different um, quickness to him. He's got a different strength factor to him. Uh, he's got a different stamina factor, which is huge for him um, as well. And, and with that, as he's gotten used to his new body, um, has come production, uh, you know, toward the middle to end of last year. Uh, with Kell High School, he's the, he just took a step into um, a level of production. Um, you know that, that had been inconsistent in the past uh, around the basket. He he tries to dunk everything. Uh, he's got good big strong hands. He high points the basketball when he goes for the rebounds in traffic. Good area rebounder. Um, he 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 stays home around the rim. He can affect shots around the basket. Um, but he's got good hands and, and nice touch. Left shoulder, right shoulder. Um, and and sneaky bounce to be able to rise up and 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 go throw it down um, in, in traffic. I think that the best basketball for him is still moving forward. Obviously, with bigs, especially you know six ten seven foot guys, you know they take a little bit more time to kind of grow into their body and get used to their movements and and all that. And especially somebody who's who's as as big as he is uh, size wise you know, to get used to the weight and the playing factor and, and, and and stamina and all that type of stuff as well. So I think he's entering his best basketball that he's played. And I think there's a trajectory moving forward as well, um, to where he can continue, um, to improve down that path.
2: You mentioned the size and that's, again, that's what, not many people are seven foot, 300 pounds walking around and and, and being as athletic and, and gifted as he is on the basketball court. But, um, I know you, you you like the the soft touch around the rim. I know uh, he's he's posted a bunch of videos where he says stretch five, and it's him, uh, you know, working around the arc and to the elbow with some jumpers. Um, beard's heavy on defense. Obviously, he loves to defend. He loves to really get after people, and uh, that's something that Marshall can do. But um, how do you see him translating to the college game in year one? Um, it's it's hard for anyone, but um would he would he actually be a potential um you know first year player who could play a lot for Chris Beard
1: I I think the potential is always there I mean you kind of never know with how a player will progress I mean it's a projection question you know this is two years out that we're talking about um so uh, you know we'll, we'll see how he develops continues to develop over the next year and see what the roster looks like actually um, you know when he steps foot on campus and how player how um, you know to t- to how that could factor in.
2: Last twenty twenty four prospect that we want to discuss here, I guess newly minted twenty twenty four prospect, um, Jason Jackson, who committed to Ole Miss this week, uh, was a twenty twenty three prospect out of uh, Riverview down in Sarasota, Florida. He is now going to overtime elite. Jamie, I'm gonna be honest. I did not know who he was until this week, but <laughs> I very quickly learned with just a couple of Google searches and just hitting YouTube a couple of times. Um <laughs> I mean, might be and this might catch you off guard because you 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 know where I stand with with my guy here, might be the most elite high school dunker I've seen since Mac McClung. Okay. I, I mean, just like it. It looks too easy. Um, also, his arms are, are just incredibly long. I, I don't know what his wingspan is, but just effortless athleticism. And um, I think he's going to benefit from going to, to OTE for one year and playing at some better competition and, and kind of getting his body prepared for college because it's going to be a much a much harder road for him there as opposed to playing in Florida public school leagues where he can kind of do what he wants. But what's your, what's your take on him and and how he fits in with, with Chris Beard and, and he's following Al Pinkins um, as a former Texas tech commit. What do you think about Jason
1: Jackson? Well, I, I think the interesting thing about it was, was whenever he was committed to Texas tech, um, everything about him that was going around was uh, he's a Texas tech player. Obviously, a Texas Tech player, quote unquote, is a culture that Chris Beard built. Um, so I think from that aspect, it kind of fits into what it is that Chris Beard will most likely be trying to build as he enters this new, uh, as he enters old Miss and all that. So with all that said, we mentioned, we talked about it previously, he's got the length and athleticism that Chris Beard has traditionally loved uh, in his players. As we also said previously, he, he he loves guys that are switchable in defense and that really get after it hard on the defensive end, which is another thing that Jackson does uh, very well. Uh, he's got some offensive skills. He's got some some a little bit of handle. He's got a little bit of shot making. He's got you know all that type of stuff as well. So there's a well-rounded player in there that fits the mold of the type um, that Chris Beard has traditionally had a lot of success with, uh, that, that Chris Beard has tried to bring into his programs um, to win. Just a, just a lot of games, uh, you know and, and, and this is the type of player, the type of mindset, the type of athletic build, the type of frame, um, the type of um, toughness um, that he has had a lot of success with. I, I think I think um, he fits it to a, to an exact T almost. Um, you know, and the fact that he's able to get him to reclassify and enter college a year later, um, you know it's just it's just a, a good a good snag, a good get um you know for the program uh, moving moving forward to, to 2024 and like i said you know it's just interesting that previously you know he's a great texas he's a texas tech guy texas tech get you know he's a top 150 guy in, a, in the 2023 class and to be able to get that in 2024 that's a good recruiting win
2: that is jamie shaw on three national college basketball recruiting analyst jamie appreciate you carving out some time for me i know you're you're doing a lot right now. You got a uh, you got a lot on your plate with uh, summer circuit getting kicked uh, into high gear. But we appreciate the time as always, and I'm sure uh, we'll be talking again soon. As Chris Beard and company are hitting the recruiting trail
1: hard. Hey, it, it's it's a good time to be at Ole Miss, man. You got uh, Lane Kiffin getting the football team going. You got Chris Beard getting the basketball team going. Athletics seem to be on the upper trajectory.
2: Yeah, I look. It, if you ask an Ole Miss fan, the they would probably respond with, you know, Hey, Mike Bianco has got to figure out the transfer portal, but they won a national title a year ago. It's fine. Everybody just take a deep breath. It's good. Um, But yeah, uh, football here in uh, almost less than 90 days. And then, um, yeah, this is probably the most hype people have been about college basketball in Oxford since Andy Kennedy won the SEC basketball tournament. So um, so yeah, it's going to be fun, but thanks to Jamie. For joining, thanks to you, the listener for tuning in, and of course, thank you to the sponsors that make it possible. For Jamie, I'm Zach. This has been Not Committed. Until next time, we out.
0: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for 1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today